Welcome back to another episode of the Imperfect Perfectionist. That's us. Yeah. And Secret Ninja Dan. I'm not here. (laughs) You're so secretive. You just... We're up in in our snug. This is our little space. Yep. And this episode is about keto. Yeah. So I know I've mentioned keto a couple times in the podcast, this this diet or this way of life that I, or way of eating um, that I have started. So we figured we would talk about it. Yeah. Follows on pretty nicely from our last episode. It talks about everything from how she started it to the difficulties within it and um, like what a general day looks like. Mm-hmm. So... And if we've not covered anything that you want to ask us, just let us know. Yeah. You're such a good interviewer. Thanks. I try. (laughs) Well, enjoy the episode. We're going to talk about you today. Mm-hmm. Dan, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Just so you always know, he's here. He is here. Our super ninja. Mm-hmm. With pastel pink hair. Yes. Just now. And a voice you know all know. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know because you've not listened to the minimalism episode. Minim- the, I can never say it. Minimalism. Minimalism episode. Nobody Go back and listen it. to it. It's life-changing. Uh, um... Cool, so we're talking about what today? We're talking about keto. That's K-E-T-O. Mm-hmm. Keto. Keto. Ketosis. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody listening, that might be a scary word, because mm-hmm. when I first heard it, the first thing I thought of was um, the medical side of ketosis, because I did nursing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so essentially what ketosis is, is when your body is in a state or when your body is in a state of ketosis, it's burning fat versus burning glucose. Yeah. So when you eat carbs and a certain amount of protein, that will then change into glucose, and that is the energy that you burn. Okay. Um, I would also like to kind of state before this, like, obviously, I'm not, I am not a doctor. I'm not saying that we, everybody should do this. It's right for everybody. I'm sure that there's some things that I'm not, like... 100% right on, I guess. Like, it's as much as I did my research on and as much as I understand. Um, but, yeah, like, this has worked for me. But by all means, it's not for everybody, mm. nor am I a doctor to say all, like, yeah, that this is right for you. Yeah, but it's yeah. one of those things if we're, like, if you're not sure, like, if you've got any, like, pre-existing medical conditions or anything like that, there's always that kind of disclaimer of check mm-hmm. with your doctor before starting. Totally. Um. So. But, yeah, so, essentially, the way the keto diet works is that you eat high fat, medium protein, and low carb. So the kind of general rule is 75% fat, 20% protein, and 5% carb. So a lot of the times you'll hear people talk about kind of 20 net grams of carbs. So it's not a whole lot. Um, And by doing this, it puts your body into ketosis. So you have, like I said, you're burning fat. Um like your own body's fat, that's what you're losing to um, lose weight. And the reason, well, not the reason, but there's other benefits to it as well. So like people talk about it and I can definitely say I felt this, it's like a more 
um, even um, or sustainable kind of form of energy. So you're not getting these kind of like peaks and troughs. So like with glucose and with, um, I think it's also to do with insulin, but like you kind of, you go in and out. So like you kind of peak um, and then you're going to crash and then you peak and then you crash. So it's like afterwards, I, I would always notice when I would have like a really carby lunch, I would be great. And then like an hour later, I'd be really, really tired. Um, and then also I would be really hungry. Whereas with keto, I feel that I am less hungry and like I don't need to eat as much because I'm not kind of getting these peaks and troughs. Um, and my energy is really like a, f- a flat line across the board. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I have more of it. Um, what got you interested in it? So where it started was Beth and I went to uh, the... Maternity hospital? Yeah, the maternity hospital to look at what having children on the NHS looks like and the requirements. And essentially... Because, to be clear, yeah. you guys cannot conceive naturally. Correct. Two women two cannot... Women. <laughs> cannot Just to be clear. naturally, yeah. So you have Funny to go through that. IVF in order to have a baby. So, honestly, favorite question every time. It's like a medical thing. Can you be pregnant? No. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thousand percent. Um, but yeah, and essentially we, in order for me to carry any children, um, I need to have a much lower BMI. Ah, bloody BMIs. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because like during the appointment we were sitting there and I even said in the appointment, you know, like I'm training for a half marathon and Beth probably couldn't, and this isn't mean, it's just the truth. Like Beth probably couldn't run for half an hour. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just really hard to, um, sit there and, and understand. And I guess as well for me, like, if that's the one thing that's standing in my way to having children and it's something that I've been trying to do my whole life, like, I've never been a skinny kid, um, and have been dieting since I was, or trying to be healthy and lose weight since I was, like, elementary school. So probably like 12. So it's been, it's been a long time. Um, and to know that the one thing that I've not been able to accomplish is the thing that's standing in the way Mm -hmm. of us having kids is pretty, um, terrifying and upsetting and really, um, How did you find it when they told you like, cause they told you a number, didn't they? mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was definitely hard. It, It felt, um, almost like unattainable. Mm. Um, and so... In what way? Just that I had been trying so long and that I'd never accomplished my goal. On the flip side of that, when I... After I'd cried and, you know, really let all that emotion out, it it was or it has been um, a much more motivating goal in a mm-hmm. sense. Like, it's not... I'm not just losing weight to lose weight. I'm losing weight for a purpose, for something that Beth and I both really want. Um, Actually, it's so funny. The, the moment that really consolidated... And, like, made me know that our donor was the right donor was when we called him to be, like, okay, like, let's figure stuff out. And I think maybe I talked about it, but we called him and to kind of tell him what had happened, obviously keep him on in the same page and all that kind of stuff. And in my mind, I was, like, okay, right, I want a plan. Me being me, I want a plan. And we hung up that phone call not having any plan, but he just the way that he was and when he was saying, like, I know that you can do it and, you know it's fine, it's tough, but this is something you can do. Like, that to me was the moment where I was like, 
you are 1000% the person that I want and I cannot find anybody like you. Mm. Um, so I guess in a way it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but, um, then from there I, like I had kind of heard about ketosis before. Um, I don't even know how, but just had heard about it. Um, and had been like, oh, I'll put it off, put it off. I think I was going to maybe do it before like Christmas. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to Canada and that kind of stuff. So then after that, um, meeting with the NHS, I was like, right, I have to do something. I have to try something that's different. This feels like a crazy hard challenge, but actually because I was training for my half marathon, I knew that I could pick up a challenge and, and go with it and, Mm -hmm. and put the effort into it. So I did a ton of research uh, Beth put out kind of some, some questions on Facebook and got a lot of people's opinions on it and actually found a couple of our friends who had, had done it and, excuse me, had some success on it. And then, yeah, I just, I just sat and I just researched and just looked everything up. I found an amazing website. It's called ruled.me. So R-U-L-E-D dot M-E. Um, and it has a ton of information, um, as well as recipes. And I think, that really gave me a good start on on where to go with it. Mm. So, um, I have to say, like being celiac makes keto probably easier for me because most of the things that you're cutting out are things that I can't eat anyways. Mm. So, like we, you know, we've talked about this. Like if Ailey were to to cut stuff out, like she can eat cake and she can eat cookies and yeah, I can. you can eat, you can eat bread, you know, <laughs> mm. like not even talking about like unhealthy stuff. You can eat pasta. Like I can't eat that kind of stuff. And obviously there's gluten-free alternatives, but like it's as not, a general rule, yeah, as yeah. a general rule, I can't eat that kind of stuff. So for me, it's a thousand times easier to be able to be like, well, I'm okay. I'll, I'll cut out all the carbs. Um, so why was it keto specifically? Like what was it about it that you found was right for you? To be really honest, it was the fact that I could eat all the foods that I loved, but had really grown up knowing or thinking like, no, I can't eat them. So like steak and mm. bacon, um, those were always such like no, no foods. And also like being able to have desserts. So there's like specific things that you can have for desserts and mostly with cheese. Um, but it meant that like, you know, like when I was like on my period and like the chocolate monster comes out, like I could do that. I could find ways to kind of know, like to deal with things I know were going to happen. Um, and it just, yeah, it, I, I basically said, I'm going to give it a try. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it has worked. I've lost like, so as of this morning, I've lost almost 10 kilo. So for those of you who... Since when? Uh, the beginning of, I can give you a date, just in February. So to be fair, maybe not all of that's keto. I lost a little bit. Um, I started keto in the beginning of March and that was kind of the end of February that that's from, but, um, so 10 kilo is 22 pounds. And I would say probably actually, if you looked at me from this time last year, like I have a photo actually, um, when we were hanging out with Dan and Jill at the beach, um, there's a photo of me. Um, and the difference is pr- it's probably kind of closer to 25 to 30 pounds. Well, that's the thing I think also just like side note for you is that like people, this is why, th- why I hate BMI because mm-hmm. you're looking at a person's weight when mm-hmm. actually like it's a lot of it's to do with like you look like how you look as opposed to mm-hmm. what you weigh. Like BMI is stupid because it focuses on your height and your weight and you should be a certain 
size it doesn't look at you and go oh you're healthy like you're uh, well totally you've lost weight but you're still i was looking at um like what the bmi is for me at five two and it's something nuts like basically between i think it's like 110 pounds and like 130 if i was 110 pounds i would look disgusting so 110 in kilos is 49.9 so 50 kilos and in stone that's 7.8 stone if i was 7.8 stone i would be rail thin like i would have nothing left so that's why i don't like bmi because it's like that obviously that's the bottom end of it but it's saying that that would be healthy for me yeah exactly so um just going back to keto yeah you're saying that like you get to eat what you want what is a normal day for you for like eating so i am gonna have to make i'm gonna have to make some adjustments to my diet um so I can kind of talk a little bit about what I have been doing and then what I, my plan will be. So in the morning, I, because I don't have a lot of time in the morning, like I get up at five and I'm out of the house by 6.30 and that's like just enough time to do everything. Um, I don't make like a full breakfast. So I make what are called um, like coffee bombs. So I actually have it with tea, but it's essentially um, tea blended with coconut oil and butter and then I use coconut milk instead of regular milk and then I blend it all together uh and I actually take it with me to work and I drink it at work um and everybody thinks it's like absolutely disgusting um but I actually really like it uh but yeah so it gives me it was a weird the first time you drank it though being well like, so actually oil, the and... first time I made it was when we went to go see um Love Simon oh. and I didn't blend it and I put way too much coconut oil in it like way too much coconut oil and for anybody who doesn't know coconut oil if you eat too much of it it will really clear that system (laughs) so i was sitting in love summon like this is really good but i'm gonna throw up so got home and threw up and then the next day was on the toilet quite a bit uh it did clear my system very well and to start in a way yep uh (laughs) there was clearly things that needed to be cleared out of my system yeah um but yeah so, but yeah, so I've, I've scaled that back. So what I do is, and I've built up to it, but I do 200 milliliters. It's like coconut almond milk and then like a cup, a regular cup of tea with no milk in it. And then... I can't, I can't do that. Well, no, but then I put the coconut milk into true, it. Very yeah. true. Um, and then it's 20 grams of butter and I, this is what I mean by I've worked up to 10 grams of coconut oil. Um, I started at like five and then slowly over time have gone up. Uh, yeah, make the tea, heat up the milk. Cause then it, this is what I learned is if you don't heat up the milk, then it's cold within like five minutes, heat up the milk and then put all the ingredients in together, blend it up, put it in my water bottle and take it with me to work. And then usually for lunch, I'll have what we had for dinner the night before. So we'll always just make like a third portion. And then for dinner, we do lots of different kind of stuff. So we have like courgette boats. So you can make them, you like scrape out the insides and then you fill them with either like turkey mints or beef mints, which is also mixed with the scrapings that you've taken out of the courgette. Um, onions, cheese, um, kind of whatever you want mixed in and then you can, you fill the boats. It's really fun. Uh, you can do that with stuffed peppers as well. 
Um, what else do we do? Some we'll have steak. Um, and then the the important thing is that you're not really having. What are you having like on the side? To, like, yeah. So basically, and this is kind of what I need to change is, and this is also proof that like things evolve and like I don't know everything and um, I have to learn more. But you should be eating tons of veggies. So I've found a really good YouTube channel and some good clips uh, by Dr. Eric Berg. 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 B-E-R-G. Berg. Berg. Um, And so he talks about it where not everybody, but most people can eat, like they, they shouldn't include vegetables in their carb count. So those carbs should be everything else and then you just eat however many vegetables that you want. There's obviously vegetables that are lower in carbs and some that are more, like, much higher, but, um, like, a lot of the leafy greens and that kind of stuff are, are a lot better. Spinach, spinach. Mm-hmm. That means that you can have my dinner now, my chicken and treats of dinner. Yeah. With cheese, tomato, and spinach. <gasps> so good. It's amazing. So, yeah, so it's that kind of stuff. Um, that's really good. There's also, like, a lot of ways that you can get around it. So, like, instead of having, like, call of, or, um mashed potatoes you can have like oh yeah like cauliflower mash yeah mm. um or you can do rice like as different options so um there's like tons and tons of recipes and rule.me um is a really good way but even just on instagram like i also follow just keto transformations and that i find really motivating and then you can get like keto recipes like even just the hashtags um give a ton of recipes so it doesn't feel like you're just eating nothing um and like I think keeping variety but also eating like salmon and chicken and not just beef which actually I think Beth and I have fallen into a bad habit of doing so we'll just have like burgers and then um mince mince yeah exactly so like we need to also be putting more stuff in so fish is a good one isn't it? fish is a really good one and like getting fats from things like avocado so I know one time we were here and I made a dessert and it had avocado in it and everybody was pretty surprised that it didn't taste like avocado. Um, Sally loved it. Yeah, totally. And I think that's the thing is, for me, it's also about being prepared. So I, I do, I have to be more prepared for things. Um, but it's like when we go, like in the beginning of the year, a lot, like for Beth's family, they have like birthday after birthday after birthday in the beginning of the year. So I just make my own dessert and bring it with me, which is also really nice for them in a sense, because then they don't have to buy a gluten-free dessert. But then I get to still have dessert with them, but I'm not throwing myself, you know, off a diet. I'm not just, you know, being like, oh, well, okay, I'll start again tomorrow. It's like I am still within my limits, mm-hmm. um, which I find really good. So because I am totally that person that like when I'm like PMSing, I'm like, give me all the chocolate right now in my tummy. <laughs> um, so it kind of allows me to manage that as well. Um there's also, with keto, a lot of people, you can obviously do this without doing keto, but other people talk about it as, a lot as well as doing intermittent fasting, which I haven't, I've kind of experimented with, but I don't, again, I don't think that I've done it maybe exactly 100% correctly, so I'm going to get back into ketosis and then um, really, you want to be in ketosis for a while and then start to be doing intermittent fasting. Um, just with kind of some of the health issues that have been going on, I've not been doing keto. Um, but yeah, um, so intermittent fasting is essentially where you still eat the same amount of calories and food that you normally would over a day, but just in less hours. Mm. So if it's like, um, 
you know, doing, even if you do, you fast for 12 hours and you eat within a 10-hour window, like that kind of thing. Um, But people can do it over shorter periods of time or sometimes people will fast for an entire day. Um, But it's like building yourself into that. And Mm -hmm. when I first read it, I was like, I will never be able to do that. But actually with keto, because you're not hungry as much, like it's totally manageable. Mm -hmm. So like before I would be like, you know, waiting for the second for lunch to come. Whereas now I'm like, oh, right. Okay. I should be eating now. Um, So it's that kind of thing. Like you definitely don't feel as hungry. So that intermittent fasting is really good. Speaking about that side of things where you're hungry for longer, obviously you're sounding really motivated just now, mm-hmm. but, like, the building up, like, how did you find it to start when you started your keto? Well, so the first, like, week or two of keto can be pretty challenging. They talk about having, like, keto flu where you kind of have, like, a little bit of brain fog. You can be really tired, definitely grumpy, that kind of stuff. I think that was hard to get through, um, but knowing that it was happening was also really helpful. But I think having – well, like, we did a couple things. We bought the right food. And then we got rid of all the wrong food. So, again, for me, it's a little bit easier because everything that I couldn't eat, but maybe Beth still was eating, because Beth kind of does, like, dinners, but she doesn't do totally keto. Um, Everything that she has that, say, like, I might want, I eat chocolate or crisps or anything, they just have to have gluten in them. And then that way, I can't eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, I am that person that, like, if I'm on a day off and there's nothing in the house, and this has happened several times, um, and I'm not, it, like, I won't go and get food. Like, I'll just raid our cupboards. And if there's food in there that I will eat, I will eat it. So we just don't buy that food. Um, and it's like cold turkey. Basically. And just, like, for me, it was getting rid of temptation. Like, again, planning for what I know will happen. There will be days where I'm like, I just want this. Maybe I'm not having a good day. Maybe I'm not having whatever. I'm not feeling great. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to have this. Or you're just like really hungry. Totally. Like then it means that it's not there and I have to have the snacks that are there for me that I've specifically bought. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's some really good ones. Like even just having, like, I love cream cheese. I know other people don't, but just having like some cream cheese on some cucumbers, a phenomenal snack. I love it. Um, how so. is it living with somebody who isn't on the same diet as you? Um, it's okay because again, we have breakfast separately most days. We have lunch separately most days and then she'll eat the dinners with me. And so sometimes like maybe she'll have like a potato waffle on the side or something like that or chips or whatever, but it's fine. She just doesn't make them for me. Um, and she's actually been fine. She's not gained any weight. If nothing else, she's lost a little bit of weight. So, um, it's definitely manageable. I would say if, we were eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, it would be more challenging, but for me, it's okay. Um, that separation kind of helps. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, like, again, there's been other people, so, like, um, somebody I know, when I first started, came and told me that she, like, she kind of does it, but actually it's her partner who does most of it. You know, she's doing it kind of roughly, like, very loosely, but he's doing it pretty hardcore, so like they it works for them. I think it's just finding a balance. Mm-hmm. There's also like other ways to do it. And again, so my parents did keto as well. Uh, my mom I think is still on it, but my dad lost the weight that he wanted to lose. Um and they did what's kind of like called lazy keto, which is where you're not actually like tracking all your nutrients or your macros what they're called. So like you're not tracking your fat and your protein in your carbs but they would just like generally on roughly on their plate they would say okay well I've got 75% fat I've got 20%
protein and then I've got 5% carbs. Um, and that worked for them. Mm-hmm. So I use an app on my phone, but, and there's tons of them. There's tons of ones that you can use to, to track stuff, but, um, yeah, they, they did it that way. And there's tons of people who have done it that way and have been really successful. So that's why I really like, um, this kind of like hashtag keto transformations because it shows people's like weight loss but then it also sometimes we'll talk about like their top tips and or some people will say you know I did this and I've been working out a ton and some people will say no I've done this and I've not worked out at all and it's just kind of like hearing different people's opinions and takes and like their own journey and I think for sure for me it highlights and really reaffirms to me that like everybody's different so my weight hasn't dropped as quickly as other people's Mm -hmm. weight but that's because my body's different and so that has really helped to, for me to be like, oh, you know, maybe my scale hasn't moved today, but here I'm looking at somebody who's lost a hundred pounds, but they're saying, you know, don't worry about the scale. Go look at your measurements or mm-hmm. go look at yourself in the mirror. How do you feel? Like it's, it's good to see that, but at the same time to also read their comments and say, it's your journey. It's your body. Like look at all the, the improvements that you've already made. What do you do? Do you use the scale or do you do it by so inches? I... I definitely use a scale. I weigh myself every morning, which I think a lot of people are, like, super against. I think for me, it's about if I weigh myself once a week and say I get midweek and actually maybe I've kind of um, had an off day and my weight's gone up a little bit, um, I want to be able to kind of catch that and nip it in the bud instead of then getting, you know, three days later and then I'm actually up quite a bit. Mm. But what I tend to do is kind of look at it in that sense. Like I don't, if I'm up a little bit one day, fine, no bother. If I'm up two days, three days, four days, then we're like, okay, like let's look at it and look at something. So I do try to, as much as possible, look at it on like a week by week basis or month by month and then even year by year, Um, which I have one of the like smart scales. So it tracks on my phone so I can see that. Mm. Um, But also looking at things like body fat content or um, muscle and, and looking at those kind of, measurements as well Mm -hmm. and seeing that like well my percentage isn't massively come down but actually it it has because the percent that I of fat when I was much higher do do you know what I mean like it's like converting to muscle and muscle weighs more anyway so like yeah yeah so um it's I think for me I like to know what's happening every day but at the same point like I don't for me I don't measure it that way And then I do try to do my measurements kind of once in a while, but also like taking before and after photos is really good. But I think for me, it's like, it's like this photo that I was talking about of at the beach. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's where I can see the difference. You weigh yourself every day Mm -hmm. first, like that I'm assuming and correct me if I'm wrong, but that might be sometimes demotivating. How do you keep yourself focused on? what you need to do every day if you're noticing that you're going up and you're not able to fix it like how do you keep that um and stop it from being like an obsession kind of thing yeah no I yeah I well I would definitely say it's it's not borderline like I think while I've had to come off with my health issues I'm a bit like oh I don't want to gain the weight back but um so it kind of makes me be like oh but I think that's more of an obsession with losing weight versus mm. the scale um But I think for me, it's actually using those things like Instagram of like, and reading those people's words of like, go and do something else. Go, you know, for me, it was always my face. Like, see how much thinner your face is. See how your jeans are feeling. Like, look how much, 
how loose they are and like how much weight you've lost in, in your hips go measure yourself um those kind of things like obviously you're gonna have days where you're just like well this sucks like this is shitty I've gone up and I don't know why also I've read now I I feel like I'm was it a glutton for punishment I will always weigh myself even through my period there are many people who will say don't weigh yourself through your period because you will Mm. always gain weight no matter what you will always gain weight um it's a lot of it's water weight totally and then you have a flush and then you're like oh so much better um but like that's me personally i i'm i think as because i look at the general trends i don't find it as demotivating as it can be um but i think that's also knowing yourself if you feel that you are somebody who is going to be like demotivated by seeing it every day then don't do that if you are the person that is motivated by looking it at it on saturday and then the next saturday being like oh my god look how much i've lost then do that mm. like do what is right for you and your body and your mind because there's not one set way of doing it and there's not you know, like, the way that I do it is not necessarily going to be the way that works for everybody. Maybe there will be for some people, but it's not going to be for everybody. So, like, for me, I have to track my macros. I see myself, I lose more weight when I track my macros. My mom, like, not something that she was going to do. Like, it was too much for her. It was going to be overwhelming. So, she was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do lazy keto. And it has been just as effective for her as this way has been for me. So, you have to, yeah, just take into account who you are as a person that's the best way to stay motivated is to know who you are and what motivates you what would you say to somebody who is going through something similar either through being told by health professionals that they need to lose weight or within themselves that they feel that they want to lose weight Mm -hmm. um or just are looking for something a new challenge what would you say to them if they were going into it do your research and plan it's definitely not something that you can kind of like do on the fly you have to have a plan um and you will ultimately do it better when you have a plan so so when you're traveling have a plan for what you're gonna do um for me actually it's really funny it's actually more challenging for me to travel and do keto because like so say you were doing keto Mm -hmm. you could go to burger king and order a burger and just take the bun off Mm. um but for me i can't do that because of celiac so it's funny where it's like it actually works really well because I'm celiac, but then there's other times because I'm celiac, actually, I have to kind of modify a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I remember after my half marathon, I was sitting in the Berlin, like Schönefeld airport and like there was nothing I could eat. So I was just sitting eating like pork rinds um, and it was so hungry. And so I had to kind of cave and and get something else. Um, but if I hadn't been celiac, I could have gone to the Burger King and just, just and meat. just taken the, the bun off. Um so it's kind of like knowing when that's going to have to happen. Um, but yeah, just like with lunches, like I pretty much, I try not to buy my lunch now as much as possible because then I'm not getting that kind of full circle, um, or, you know, that 75, 25% in a day. I find that I am, it's so much better when it's a meal from the night before. And then again, knowing um, like what you're going to eat every night. And it's not that eating out isn't possible, but it is definitely harder. Mm. Um, it'll save you a little bit of money. Then. It does for sure. And I think as well, people, um, you know, like people are always like, Oh, it's going to be so much more expensive, but actually like when you're buying meat, 
because it's fattier, it's not as expensive because the people, like most people want to have less fat in their diet. Like less fat ones, so it's not so bad. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, definitely doing research and understanding how the process works and what's going on in your body is really important. And then having a plan. Those are the, that's what I, that's my advice. So. You said um, for your mind as well. How do you find it? Has it had any effect on your mental health or? I think um, for me, it's actually probably like, don't get me wrong. I feel I have more energy. I'm not as tired. So being not tired allows me to do other things that I like. So going running, um, I have the energy to do that. Or on my days off, like, going out and doing stuff. But I think for me as well, like, just being able to stick to this diet has done so much for, like, basically my confidence in myself that I am capable of losing weight. Because because I have not been successful for so long, I think that now that I have, I'm like, see, I, I can do it. This is something that I am capable of doing. And so that makes me in turn feel better. Sounds like keto's a lot to do with, like, the food element of it and mm-hmm. less about, like, doing... Not that you shouldn't do exercise, mm-hmm. but less about, like, focus on that. It's more about what you're putting into your body and it how it works when it's in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you've said that you've been trying to lose weight for a while. How is your like, has your relationship with food changed? What was it like before you started keto mm-hmm. and how is it now? I feel like before, if I, like, had, like, bad food... I would like hide it I didn't want people to see me or like feel like people were judging me for eating it whereas now I know everything that I'm eating has a purpose Mm. um so it's definitely in a sense like when I'm having dessert I'm like no it's okay I can have dessert and this is fine it it still is serving a purpose in a way like I know that sounds so like detached and as if I'm not enjoying it I am I'm like I love making keto desserts. Um, But, yeah, I think it's that everything that I put into my body has, it is fueling my weight loss. Whereas before I was just ashamed Mm. of everything that I ate and like, and then I would get to a point where I'd be like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to eat what I want. Kind of like, fuck everybody else. And, but then I would, you know what I mean? Then, then you eat it, then you're ashamed and then you gain weight and then, you know what I mean? It goes back round and round and round in circles. So... Um, it was that kind of thing of, I wasn't really at the end of the day, I wasn't happy with my body and I was frustrated and I didn't know what to do about it. And so I then hated food, but then needed food. Do you know what I mean? Like I hated it, but then that was my comfort. So I would, I am a thousand percent a comfort food person. So then I would eat it more because I felt like shit. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I eat it because I'm hungry and because I know that it's going to help me. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, understanding the fact that by doing this, it does this on your body? Mm-hmm. Like, so by eating more fat, you're putting your body into this state, yeah. which then does that. Do you think that has helped you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I think it's hard. Like, I hit a, kind of a plateau for a while, and I think through the summer as well. Like, I was saying this to the, somebody the other day. It's like, when I find gluten-free stuff, so, like, things I normally can't eat because they're just not gluten-free. So, like, when we go to a restaurant and a restaurant has, like, a separate fryer for chips, I'm like, well, I never get that. So, I just feel like I need to, like, I owe it to myself. Yeah, exactly. So, I've kind of, I've I've thrown myself out of ketosis a couple times over the summer. Um, Same with ice cream. Like, I love ice cream. Um, And it's been such a good summer this summer that I'm like, well, 
you know, enjoy it. I want to enjoy it. So that's fine. Like, and, but, but it has kind of put me on this plateau for a while and slowly I'm easing back off of that. And it took a little bit more of like rededication, but also just sticking with it, knowing that when I stick with it, I'm really going hard. It will work because I know it has worked because I've seen what it has done already. Whereas mm. I think with other um, diets I've been on, I've like lost some weight, then hit the plateau and then couldn't get past the plateau. I'm like, well, then it's not working anymore. And like, couldn't really see the point of it. And I wasn't enjoying it. And I was really having, you know, like when you're limiting yourself and you're restricting yourself so much, you're like, well, I don't want to be doing this. And if it's not working, then why am I doing it? Mm. Whereas with keto, I'm like, well, I like the foods that I can eat. I feel like I've almost like brought in the food that I can eat. So just keep going and you'll get, you'll, you'll get off that plateau kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, like body, this is, maybe a difficult question but like body confidence and body image is such a huge thing mm-hmm. just now and a lot of diet cultures are being like shamed in a way how do you see that and like what would you say to anybody who was li- listening to you being like why are you talking about diet culture that kind of thing yeah well like I think for me in a way that this isn't really gonna be something that I it, it's not like a one and done like oh I lose weight and then that's it it's mm. like for me, this is a different way of thinking and a different way of life. So you can actually adjust keto if you wanted to, like, gain weight. So people mm-hmm. who want to, like, go up in weight. So, like, people who are at the gym and that kind of stuff, you can use it for that. And you can use it to maintain. Like, people can use it just as a lifestyle. So I think that that's, for me, it's it sounds so corny and cheesy. That I'm like, oh, well, it's a way of life. But for me, it is. Like, particularly being celiac, it is a way of life. Um, So even as I lose all the weight I want to, I will stick to it. Even if it's not maybe as strict, but I will certainly stick to it. Um, but you know, it's the same thing. Like, um, it's making me feel better, like not just physically, like it's making me feel better, not just because I've lost weight, but like mentally it's giving me a lot more clarity. I'm not as tired. So I think for me, it's not just a diet about weight. It is about the whole picture. I feel better mentally and physically and I guess sure there's people who use it just for a diet they finish and then that's it but for me it's it's not that do you think it's made you more adventurous with the food that you are eating from being celiacs maybe rather than just being, yeah oh, well I can't have that bread so I'll just have like the lettuce and the ham inside the well, sandwich well I think for me it's like um it's like for me it's about cooking like I cook more so we've all heard that I don't cook um and Beth does most of the cooking, but with keto, I think I've wanted to try different things. And so I try different things. Like I, I look up recipes and I see things and I make them. Um, and that's something I definitely enjoy doing. Um, but yeah, like I would say I didn't ever eat as much avocado as I ever have on keto and finding other things. So like Mascarpone, not Marscapone. Mars-capone. That's what I called it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah like, did. you know, even finding Mascarpone and being like, oh, actually, this is phenomenal for a dessert. Or, um, I don't know, just all, like, different things that, like, you're like, oh, like this works really well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, that works really well. And it's it's literally by scrolling through and just having on my Instagram feed um, recipes that people do. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks amazing. I could make that that's in you know that is within my limited skill set I can make that um so yeah it's it it excites me has it become easier over the yeah in a way we've gotten a little bit lazy with it um because I have to say like Beth is a huge 
supporter of it and she does a lot for me and but I just mean like we as a couple have been kind of like oh yeah we'll just get burgers Beth also loves routines so like if we get into a we kind of get into like a habit of buying the same things and then I'm like oh wait we've only bought beef like we need to change it up and put some fish and chicken and turkey and you know different stuff in there so do you think that having people like Beth and family and friends supporting you is a big thing for when you're doing something like keto yeah I would definitely say and rightly so I think people were pretty skeptical in the beginning um which is so it's really funny that's how my parents got onto it was because I started it they were super skeptical and I was like go read all this information and then they did and they went oh actually we want to try this and I was like mm-hmm. um <laughs> and but yeah like I think Sit a little bit taller the next day and <laughs> <laughs> um, no but you know like v- very rightly so um I think Beth it family, sounds scary when you say to someone that a you're thousand percent your into ketosis and the and you and then you're like, well, that doesn't sound healthy. And then when you add that with the, well, you can eat bacon. Everyone's like, nah, you must be like taking the piss. Come totally. on now. Like, totally. how is this a legit thing? And I think like, that's what best family felt for me at the beginning, for sure. Um, Out of a thousand percent concern for me. And that's why I said to them, I was like, I'm going to try it. Worst case scenario, I gain weight and I stop. Mm-hmm. Um, How long would you suggest someone try it for? I would say probably like a month to two months if possible i think the first like week or two you just feel like shit so like don't try it for a couple of days don't try it for a couple days like like definitely try it and there's supplements that you can take to help with um Mm. with like keto flu so there's you know like or like ways to kind of minimize that but it's so funny because they they talk about it being like almost like a flip and it's so true like one day you're like oh i feel awful and the next day you're like oh my god the sun is out and everything is like clear and i feel so much better like that it, it's a total switch one day your body's just like oh right yeah i'm gonna use this source now because essentially what could like the keto flu is is it's when your body is running out of the supply of glucose that you have stored and then going, uh, uh, where is it? What's happening? And then going, oh, wait, I'll use this. And then switches over to using fat. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, that switch is amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I think having support is definitely really good because otherwise people are just kind of looking at you and being like, well, that's not going to work. So, um, but at the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding and we've lost weight and that kind of stuff. So over time, people will start to see that actually it does work. Yeah, totally. So at least for me. Do you do any, like, I obviously your weight loss in the mm-hmm. last couple of months is crazy good. <laughs> Have you done any, like, exercise on top of that? Yeah, that well, so that... for me, I was, when I started, I was doing, or I was training for my half marathon, and then I did my half marathon in April, and then took time off from it, and that had nothing to do with keto, and just the fact that I was getting almost obsessive, not even almost, I was obsessive about my running. Mm. And so mentally, I Do you have an obsessive nature, Hannah? Yes. (laughs) That's why I don't do drugs. Um, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Um, Was it an addictive personality? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just getting a little bit obsessive with my running as well as it was just taking up tons of time. I am not a fast runner. So for me, running a half marathon takes about three hours. So prepping for that, you know, like eating the right amount of food beforehand, then actually, you know, like you have to eat a certain amount of hours beforehand, then you're getting ready, then you're actually running it. And then the cool down from that and like physically your body is just really tired. Like it was, it was taking my whole day off. So I would have one day off and then like, or if I had two days off together, it was using all of one. So it really felt like I was having like a one day weekend. Um, so that was really challenging. 
So I needed to, I needed to take time off from that. And I planned to take a month off and then that turned into four. To be fair, we got Rolo as well. So I just felt like it kind of came at the time where I was like, well, he needs me to be here. He's not used, like we're trying to get him used to a new home and I didn't want to come home from work and then leave him again. So, um, but yeah, I'm slowly getting back into running. Um, again, I've had to kind of stop, um, because I don't feel great, um, which I feel like I should talk about a little bit as well Mm -hmm. because it, so basically what's happening is I'm getting, um, you thought it was celiac attacks. I thought it was celiac attacks. I have had six attacks in the last month. Um, how long had you gone beforehand really without months, Mm -hmm. months and months and months. Um, so I, Basically what was happening is I, or what is happening is I get really, really, really excruciating pains um, that last for about five to six hours, kind of my right side, um, kind of near my ribs. Uh, that is just honestly the worst pain I felt. So after having it about three times, having three different attacks, the first attack that I had was, again, pain level was probably like 12 out of 10. Um, got through it, like woke back up, Beth up, which I don't normally do, but woke Beth up and was just wailing, like proper, proper crying, like agony. Um, and then she kind of rubbed my back and then went back to bed because I told her because there's nothing to do. Anyways, it happened a couple more times. And then finally, um, when it happened kind of the fourth time, I ended up going and getting like an emergency appointment at the hospital and they told me that they think that it's gallstones um so if anybody knows anything about gallstones you'll know that most people would say that it is caused by high fats and we're mostly high cholesterol um so the moment I said that I was on keto they were like hmm maybe you need to stop so I've done what I always do which is do a ton of research and there is definitely um conflicting theories about it um, in terms of what causes gallstones. So again, that video, the Dr. Berg, um, his video, and this is, you know, obviously you have to take everything with a grain of salt, Mm -hmm. um, especially on YouTube, anybody can be anybody, but, um, talking about really that, like, it's not necessarily high fat that can cause it. It can actually be the low carb and what happens in your body when you're releasing, um, when you're losing weight and that can release certain things and that then kind of creates it but definitely for sure when you eat a higher fat diet your gallbladder is contracting um and if you have gallstones in your gallbladder and then it starts to contract and push them out that's what's causing the pain so Mm. um this is again where I need to change up my diet I need to be eating more vegetables and kind of fats that are not necessarily just from beef um and even just from meat but yeah, so I'm, I've kind of come off keto for right now just to even give my body a little bit of a um, rest. I'm I'm now at the point where I have been kind of in pain for about a week. Not high pain, but just pain. So I have some medications that I, I'm on uh, to help manage that until I am able to get a scan, which will confirm if I have gallstones or not. So this is a... You've taken it easy on yeah, food. Yeah, and... taking it easy on food. Um, but again, like basically from my research, 
Um, it doesn't look like it's actually keto that causes the gallstones. Maybe it's what causes the flare-ups. So, um, I guess the kind of thing is that people say as well is that, like, you build up, um, gallstones in your bladder and then, but because you're not eating, like, if you're eating a low-fat diet, your gallbladder isn't contracting, so those gallstones can just sit there and then once you go into high fat, that's when it starts to, um... How do you cope with the naysayers of, of the world for things like this? Yeah, like, I think for me, it's everybody's individual, so what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you. I research a ton, um, and I think also research is not just looking at, like, websites, but also listening to other people's experiences, so, like, Reddit has been really helpful, um, and, like, listening to people say, like, I have had this, I've had gallstones, and this is my experience with it, and, like, at the end of the day, I've lost weight on it, you know, nothing else has really worked, and somebody blessed me the other day was, like, you know, you, you can lose weight on other things, and I was, like, well, no, I've been trying for, 15 years and nothing else has worked like I really feel that I have tried everything under the sun um and that person meant it absolutely and I Mm -hmm. took it that way of like they were just trying to help but I know my body and my body doesn't work when I like when I try low fat you know really restricted stuff so um I also mentally don't cope with that so I think when people are like oh don't do that that doesn't work all that kind of stuff I'm like well that's totally fine if it doesn't work for you, but it's clearly worked for me. Yeah. Um, and I physically feel all the benefits of that. So. It's almost like you respect everybody for how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like expecting that respect back. Yeah. I think it's like anything, like different religions, different perspective, different political opinions, all that. Everybody has a different experience. Thus, everyone's going to have a different opinion or view on something. So for somebody who hasn't tried keto then or they've tried it and it's not worked for them or they've never tried it and they've just kind of heard about it like for sure you're not going to have the same opinion as I do but then also at the same point I'm kind of like well like you have that and I'll have mine for mine kind of thing like leave me to do what I need with my body um because it's my body yeah so um yeah I don't know it's I think at some point you just kind of have to be like well again the proof is in the pudding I've lost more weight than I've ever lost ever so do you think you'll you said you'll think you'll keep it on once you've lost the weight yeah like I think, you think you'll keep yeah I probably it probably would be more of like a lazy keto um I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily be tracking on my my macros and like if I had like a week or some time off of it like that would be fine um I think they say like when you do a diet or when you lose weight you end up gaining back about 10 percent so it's just kind of using keto to manage that and but. is the goal the IVF number is that your goal? Uh, no, it's past that. Um, but I'm again. I think this is when you talk about like smart goals and that kind of stuff. Like the for sure, my first goal is to get to that IVF number, and then it will be maybe like I definitely have more to lose than that because what I need to do is to get to a BMI of twenty nine point nine. So that puts me into or out of obese and in obese category one and into just overweight category. So I would love to get into the like optimal, like not overweight category, but that's why I was looking at that BMI because it's actually still again, quite low. Mm. So I kind of, I have a number in my head, which is basically losing double what I like. So losing what I needed to lose and then doing it again. Um, 
but I'm gonna kind of roughly see where we are because it also is gonna come down to like how I look in a sense like yeah you don't want to be like (laughs) yeah like I'm not I'm not just chasing a number to chase a number I'm gonna get to a point where I'm saying like well, maybe I'm overweight on BMI. Actually, I'm happy. I'm healthy. My clothes are fitting the way I want them to. Like, that kind of stuff. Do you have any questions? Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, any advice for anybody out there other than research? or Try it. Like, I definitely would say it's not easy all the time. I, I can't... So, I have to always say, like, coming at it from being a celiac... It's so much easier, um, but I also can totally understand coming at it not being celiac and being like, "Well, I have to give up everything good in life," and it's like well, you don't. Well, you do. Have, you don't have to give up steak. It's true. Is it possible to do keto as a vegetarian? Though, you can. I was looking it up. Um, I think it's much, much more challenging to do it as a veggie. But yeah, no, like I, it's definitely a challenge, but if you stick with it, you will see the results. And again, also remembering that like the more you have to lose, the faster you will lose it. And then you get to a point where those last kind of like certain amount of pounds can be quite challenging and Mm. to just like stick with it. Yeah. Usually you find that in a lot of diets where like, or like lifestyle changes, I guess is another good term for them for the more positive term for you wanting to take control and change your life yeah um is it the, it's almost like the bigger you are the quicker you see the drop and then once you've got to a certain point you'll yeah. level and then you have to do something else like you see with yeah. the fasting and then it'll drop again yeah um, um also the first like week you lose so much weight just from like water weight it's unreal um you feel like you're peeing all the time but yeah no it's been good um challenging but so I would certainly, if anybody is like, Ooh, maybe I'll try it. Like I would totally encourage you to try it. And then again, if after the month you're like, no, thank you. Then what have you lost? Yeah. You've tried something and you know, you know, it's not for you. And exactly. Point. So, um, process of elimination in the world, isn't it? Totally. If you've got any questions yourself that you want to ask Hannah, um, just, uh, you know where to find us mm-hmm. at imperfect underscore pod. You okay. can... Dan, do you have any questions? I don't really have any questions that, that weren't answered there. Um, I would say as a another good kind of first resource to learn more about keto um, is uh, through Vox, so oh. V-O-X. So um, they're one of my favorite little mini documentary news informative guys. Um, they have on their YouTube channel uh, just like a quick four minute video um, explaining uh, the ketogenic diet, mm-hmm. uh, kind of where it originated, um, uh, a lot of which Hannah has already explained. Um, but one other thing I would have a look at, which I don't know if it um, is not so much keto specific, mm-hmm. it more talks about um, diets in general, um, and that is um, again, it's Vox. But it's their little mini series that they do with Netflix uh, called Explained. Uh, they have like a 17, 18 minute episode uh, on Netflix, um, which talks again mostly about diets, but keto is definitely mentioned. Just um, so you guys know, we're totally looking this up as yeah, Dan speaking. Totally. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I find um, Vox's way of documenting things really, um, really interesting mm-hmm. uh, engaging. Oh, that does sound interesting. Yeah, like even, but it's also really good to know that, like, so that it talks about the sciences and exercise isn't the best way to lose weight. Like, that's also something yeah. to remember is that 
Um, it's more of it what you put in your body. It is. I think it's something like 80%. I love this. Yeah, it's 80% diet, 20% um, exercise. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, thanks so much. Thanks for letting me talk about it for an age. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.